Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Those of you who've been listening to the Space Jam Continuum from the early days will often have heard me refer to the process of killing the bean, where a small, solar-powered, dancing Mr. Bean from Cal's windowsill used to interrupt our recording with his clacky, clacky sounds. Uh, and I'd have to just put him down flat on his face on the sofa to prevent that. Today is a sad day as we mourn the loss of that small, dancing Mr. Bean, decapitated by some cruel fate and discovered, just snapped in half, on the sofa upon Cal's return from Download Festival. So please join us in a moment's silence to mourn our fallen comrade, who will clack no more. Let's watch some cartoons. to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And the bean has been killed. The bean has been killed for the last time. For the last time. Like, officially full-on mega-killed. He still dances a bit, but he's just his body and it's kind of harrowing. Yeah, and it's just like, and there's no fixing it either. It's lacklustre. It is. He's he's not really dancing, more shimmying. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry, bean. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, so last week... We, I think we've raised more questions than we answered. Yeah, I mean... We, mainly we, we regarding got, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, we we got very uh, well into um, what we think the sort of Tweety's affiliation is with grandmas. I think she... And, yeah, I think grandmas are definitely a conduit for, for Tweety's yeah. power. Uh, we got into Gosmer as well uh, and how we, like he can talk a lot, but it's just silent we can't hear him yeah um potentially barnyard dogs uh toon power is his name's invisible <laughs> yeah which is he's drawn the short straw on that yeah. one. it's like there, there was there was a lot of a lot of kind of start. there was a lot of realizations the, the questions about log of lo, loghorn <laughs> loghorn <laughs> log <Fegmore. laughs> like. what a great name <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah foghorn raised a lot of questions like 
Is he is he a lot human? Was his dad uh, Colonel Sanders? Was it was it humans really from like our world? Chicken? Was it humans from our world visiting the Tooniverse uh, like those all all those old crooners used to do? Yeah. We just don't know. But we've got a lot of a lot of theories in the back burner. Yeah, all really sort of revolving around him being half man, half rooster. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Uh, still no answers to the leg people. Still no answer to the leg people. Um, but. We didn't see any either, so maybe today, but looking at what we've got lined up, I don't imagine so. It no. doesn't seem like a very leg people uh, heavy episode, so I think that's going to remain a mystery for now. I think it might be. Uh, going to visit a couple of characters who've largely remained pretty separate to everybody else. Yep. Uh, it's Wiley and Roadrunner. Uh, uh, well, we have seen Wiley and Bugs. We've mix. seen Wiley and Bugs. Yeah, that's the, that's the only that's the only crossover we've seen outside of the outside of these two. To be honest, uh, so I mean, it's a classic Wiley and Roadrunner number by the sounds of it because it's called Beep Beep. Yep, and it's uh, won two blue ribbons. Oh, it's is, a two blue ribbon two, cartoon. Well, there you go. Just whoever's handing news. out blue ribbons. Well, it's better, it's better than it that Oscar bar. It's yeah, I was thinking like because that's it's it, like it goes, it? here's two blue ribbon chocolate bars. Wait, isn't that a blue rib riband? Uh, might be. I think it's R I B A N D. I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. There's Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes. That's a beer. That, I mean, nothing's worth two of them. Like, it doesn't matter what <laughs> you do. It's just cruel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, not a lot to go on there. Uh, so, let's just uh, jump straight into it. We're watching Beep Beep, a Wiley and Roadrunner number from May 24th, 1952. That's a classic, isn't it? I mean, they all are. They yeah. seem so modern. They do seem modern, but I think it's all of the gadgets. I think that's what makes you think it's modern. I think there's that, but also just, I don't know. I think the, the diagrams, like he draws, yeah. like just like, the, the, if you were making cartoon now, that's still how you would do it. Yeah, it's, it, it's just aged really well. But what I found interesting in this one is Wiley is... Not as bolshy as he was in the last time we saw him with Bugs Bunny. Because in in the last Bugs episode, he basically just came, knocked on the door and just went, look, you may as well just hand yourself over now because I'm incredibly intelligent and it's not going to go well for you. Whereas in this one, he does none of that. He never even speaks. Yeah, but he he never does with Roadrunner. No, he always puts up signs. But do you think that's because he knows that Roadrunner just can't understand him? Because uh, Roadrunner can't read. He can write, he can but write, he can't though. read. So I, I think he can read. I mean, not that's not what his sign said. Yeah, but <laughs> so Roadrunner's a liar. Then I can't. I can't think of a. I cannot think of a circumstance you could get into where you can write and can't read. Uh, well, uh, well, maybe maybe you can't write. Maybe somebody else made that sign from and he just carries it around with him. Who who would that be? Uh, another Roadrunner. Oh. <laughs> better, better one, oh, smarter one. Yeah, better, smarter Roadrunner. But basically, uh, it it is a classic episode. You've got. Wiley trying to catch Roadrunner, who tries many different plans, and we're shown uh, a lot of diagrams, a lot of blueprints, um, most of which kind of finish with like various steps. One of them is Roadrunner Burger, and the other one's Ha Ha. Yeah, and he, it's just like so he, he factors in gloating. Do, yeah, his his blueprints do get you know emotional. Yeah, they do. Um, but one of the things I really enjoyed was they end up in the cactus mine. 
yeah. uh, during one of the chase scenes. Um, Roadrunner's got a green helmet on and Wiley's got a red helmet like on. Like a little lamp. Yeah. And color. then they enter the mine and it just basically goes for kind of a cross-sectional view. It looks like of, Pac-Man. Yeah, and yeah. you can just see the green dot going around and the red dot. And it's so emotionally evocative of what's going on at the time so like there's it gets to a point where there's clearly a shaft going down roadrunner makes the jump and so you just see the green dot make the jump and then the red one comes on tries and then you see clinging on and you're like oh god no you're you're actually like this is tense man it It was like it was like watching two dots on a screen it was like watching someone trying to speed run prince of persia yeah (laughs) and it's just like like, oh no you nearly uh, nearly whiffed that yeah and yeah i it's a it's a classic uh, just full on chase scenes. He gets out the rocket boots. Um, yeah, he has his he has his just rocket on wheels with like a, a little uh, crosshair at the front that he rides. Yeah, uh, like which is interesting. What I found interesting about that rocket though is that rocket is funded for funded by um, Joe's diner because when that went up to the end exploded, it just said eat at Joe's. See, that now, suggests that to me he me stole that, it. Well, he either stole it or. He's getting things bought in for him because he's running out of cash. So he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll take your rocket. Like, you, you pay for the rocket. You can put it in as your advertising, but I'm going to use it to get this Roadrunner. Yeah, he's like, he's sponsored. Yeah, exactly. But he just, he didn't realise that it was going to fly into the air. Maybe that's what Joe's are meant to be serving up. Roadrunner burgers, Roadrunner possibly. burgers. Maybe he's Joe. I <laughs> know, oh, he's Wiley. No, I know, like, I know, but like not everybody, you know, McDonald, the guy who owns McDonald's isn't McDonald. Ronald, M- Ronald McDonald, the clown. Oh, he's, he's a fucking front man, pal. <laughs> he's, he's not a real guy. Yeah, I don't know, they could have picked... wasn't started they, they by... could have picked better, couldn't they? He's like, like I reckon I reckon Joe is his stage name. What, like, Wiley's his actual name. Joe is his kind of, like, brand name. Yeah. So, so we reckon he's got like a sort of diner or something. Yeah, and he's selling Roadrunner, but it's not doing too great. Well, I mean, because he can't catch a Roadrunner. I, no, I think I think he's caught loads. I just don't think he's caught this one, and he's now vendetta. You know, it's like Ahab and the whale. Yeah, I mean, except Roadrunner's not a whale. Normally, in the past, I've thought the plans are pretty solid. It's just something These weird. These ones happens. weren't though. These really. ones were bad. Very haphazard. There was one where he was gonna. He had a tightrope across two cliffs, and he was yeah. gonna carry an anvil out. And drop it on the road. I mean, that seems silly. But well, firstly, that's silly. Yeah. Right. That's it's not a good plan. No. Also, if you've been on both sides of this cliff, right, just build a bridge. Yeah. Like, especially if you're going to build your tightrope out of what I can only describe as like elastic. Yeah, well, I mean, it it it's the classic for these. Is like it always bows right down, doesn't it? Like this, the 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 stretch factor on these things are huge. Yeah, but I I would have thought because in the bugs episode we established that he was pretty smart. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, very so. Smart. I would have thought he would probably just use something. He has else. taken a lot of hit on the heads, though, and he. Yeah, like, and I don't, I don't and, think he's doing well, and he's probably infuriated, and that really dumbs people up. And this hasn't, uh, this hasn't done wonders for him either, because like he's just taken a lot more hits. He got hit. He got run over by a train in the end. He did. I wanted to talk about that because he brings out a piece of track, yeah. and then obscures both ends of it with like hedges yeah uh and basically makes out that there's a crossing there to stop the road runner in his tracks yeah. uh but he winds up getting run over by a train that the road is, is on by this off. point joined up with the main with the track yeah uh so i would suggest there's a lot of poaching of uh of work done in the railroad mm-hmm. in this like you know you, you if you build a section of railroad and you know you don't pay attention for up to 
10 seconds, yeah, then someone be, else you'll be will, in. Will, will have joined up to the network and be profiting off your hard work. Maybe it's like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Maybe. Maybe it is like Field of Dreams. And, and so I imagine all these little railway towns in the middle of nowhere probably started by somebody just going, oh, should we build a town? Yeah, right. But how are we going to connect it? It's like, if we just put a track there, they will come. Yeah, I like, I like the idea. Like, so they do. It's just someone who lives way out in the sticks. And they, they, say, they save up for ages to buy a section of railway yeah. to just bung in front of their house. Yeah, and they, they do, know that and if then it's suddenly there, they become a station. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. No question about it. Like, once upon a time in the West. So, I mean, that's, that's how all these... Because like, all these towns, you're like, how on earth did they get there? Like, you know, was there some gold rush and then it just, like, it all dried up? And it's well, like, no, no, it was just a farmhouse and they, they needed a quick way into town, so they just punked a bit of track outside. <laughs> and waited And suddenly for they were seconds. a station. So yeah, we we we're pretty sure that can happen. So the rail the railroad industry here must be booming. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure this must be uh, on the human side of what was once the demarcation line, because that was sort of back in a wild west sort of era. Yeah, because I mean th- this is clearly like this Grand kind of Canyon esque, like, isn't it? Yeah, and I think this is so like at this point it's getting to the end of that sort of era. Yeah, across the demarcation line where it's like okay, the, all, all the technology is coming in. Let's get the railroads. Let's get the railroads get everywhere. Them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Roadrunner was on the back of the train. Do we think Roadrunner's part of that business? Nah. Road, just... Roadrunner is not part of any business. <laughs> no business. At all. Like, he's, it's he's, a happy-go-lucky scamp. He is, because like, he, he's always hilarious. Like, And I'm not really on Roadrunner's side, but I just love the way that he sticks his tongue at Like When he went past, the, there was uh, a box with a glass of water on next to a sign that said, like, you know, last water for 300 miles, and it just said free glass of water. And Wiley's plan was basically, when the roadrunner picked up the glass, I don't know how he would have done that, you've never seen him have hands. Wait, how's it sign? Yeah, but it's not really a hand, is it's it? It's just his wing. Yeah, I suppose he could probably pick up the water. But basically, the plan was to, to pick up the water, and that would uh, lift a stick which had a match on the end of it, which would strike, like the TNT, and then blow up. But roadrunner just runs up, looks at the free water, just goes... Blows a raspberry at it and legs it. And it's like, you're great. <laughs> you're, great. you're just great. You're just, beep, beep. <laughs> like, I love it. He is his own man. But again, I'm not but, even, I'm not really on his side. But it's I'm just, not really on Wiley's side either. I'm not, I don't know whose side I'm on in this. You like, just like to watch it unfold. Yeah, like every cartoon, I'm always like, this is who I'm rooting for. This is, whereas these ones, I'm like, I don't know. Ah, I don't really know who's the good guy in this. And I definitely don't want anyone to ever win. No, because I otherwise because it will stop. But I also don't want anyone to lose. Yeah, I just want the battle to continue forever, and I think it will. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah we see, we see him like get some other animals, I think, or at least try. But like this this one's eternal because direct is like a, an unstoppable force and an immovable object situation. Yeah, I mean we haven't really worked out. I mean I guess Wiley's power is just, or at least was before he took this many hits on the head, was super intelligence, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, for a, for a coyote, yeah. Uh, Roadrunner. He's just fast. He like they're not really well. Quick. They're not world changing powers. Not really. Like no. they're very much. Is Roadrunner sentient? Do you think? I think so because he 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 wrote that sign. Yeah. Or, or at least knew what to do with the sign. Yeah. Like I, I think Roadrunner's sentient. Uh, but I don't know. No firm. Never seen him confirmation. Talk. No, but I don't know. We, we don't really see non-sentient creatures do things like blow a raspberry. No, that's it's true. It's like they're very conscious, uh, like, yes, very yeah, human yeah, actually, decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. 
Um, but yeah, it didn't really answer much. There was, there wasn't Standard procedure yeah. for, a, for a Wiley and Roadrunner one. Doesn't really answer much. Is endlessly Definitely entertaining. Two blue, uh, two blue ribbons, though. Yep, I'd give it a third blue ribbon, Ooh, I think. Right, well, let's change this on uh, this list. Yep, I, I, I'm officially it a, giving it a third, a third blue ribbon. Pabst blue ribbon. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to move on because uh, it's Marvin yeah. the Martian and we haven't seen him in a while and I love him. And Bugs as well. And Bugs like, as well. This, this is going to be an absolute banger. Uh, Leia, let's just jump straight in because, uh, well, I really can't remember. Was it the last one where Bugs was hanging from the moon? I think that was the last time we so saw. So it's been a long yeah. time since they've been together. So <laughs> let's just see what, what what's going on. We're watching The Hasty Hair. It's a Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian number from June 7th, 1952. So space is weird. Space is very weird. Like, Bugs seem to grab onto... Um, well, he's flying the flying saucer in the end. We'll we'll get to that. But he throws an anchor out the back to slow it down. And it seems to hook onto what was left of the moon the last time. But yeah. we've seen the moon... We'd already established oh. the moon, uh, like... The, there is a, it, Yeah, but the, the, when it's a crescent, it is a crescent. Yeah. So we've already established that. So I'm wondering, like, if the moon actually sort of... Like, inflates to full size, deflates to crescent. Right, okay. Changes so, size. Yeah, possibly. But the problem was its relative size to a lot of other celestial bodies. Yeah, and stars are actually star-shaped. Yeah, so I'm wondering if uh, it was actually colliding with a lot of, like, false celestial bodies. Uh, because, like, by the end of this episode... So basically, the premise of the episode is that Marvin the Martian has been sent down to Earth to capture an earth creature that yep. earth creature happens to be bugs obviously uh, once he finally manages to get him uh on the flying saucer bugs makes good his escape by uh convincing the dog to bring him a different straight jacket and then bunging them both in straight jackets yep. um but when bugs returns yeah we see him anchor the ship to the moon yeah, and then the moon hooks onto like the ring Saturn, of Saturn, yeah, and, and then jabs into, into the side of a different planet. Yeah, probably Jupiter because it was big. Yeah, uh, but then and stars sort stars. of hit it. Um, now <clears throat> it ends up just near an observatory, uh, and the guy sees it all and quits. Yeah, and understandably bugs. so. Um, but yeah, I mean, if stars are that small and those celestial bodies can just be gathered up with a flying saucer i i think they were there in the way to mask something now if we've got if we've got an observatory there Uh and it's seen no signs of life in space and we've seen a fair amount of signs of life in space yes like not only marvin but also uh like people have retreated to the moon before yeah um and no one sees any of that. So I'm wondering if uh, a false selection of celestial bodies have been put up in front of their real counterparts just act like in a small orbit around the earth by someone to obstruct the actual goings on in nearby space i mean I, I like the premise and i think i know who might be doing it uh i reckon they've employed um the people who make lucky charms the stars just made big ones vibe yeah they've just made big lucky charms and put them in the sky because at least that way if they do fall to earth uh they're biodegradable edible um, you know, they'll probably dissolve in milk. They're ultimately not that risky. Not really. They're weight. mostly kind of like hard marshmallow, aren't they? And cereal. Yeah, but so. But then know. it's 1952. 
when did Lucky Charms turn up? Not 1952. No, maybe they did turn up in 1952. Then they started making smaller versions of them because they went, actually, these are quite tasty. Actually, uh, I mean, in the Tooniverse, where we know leprechauns are real. Yeah. It's like, maybe. It's. I mean, I, I, I think we've just found the origins of Lucky Charms. And That's we and we an episode, and are it? we are we blaming leprechauns for these? Like, do you think they're in cahoots? Well, I mean, because do you we think know they put them up there? Are devious, or do we think they put them up there to hide something else entirely? No, I, I reckon they've been put under the employ of the agency um, to hide what's going on. So you think the agency knows what's going on in space? Well, yeah, because because the thing is, is we know that um, Bugs has been launched to space before. Yes, and they saw the blowing up of the moon. They sent they mounted a rescue mission to get bugs. Like they they know what's going on. They have to. There has to be an authority that knows what's going on. Yeah, but would it be an earthly authority? Like, because my, my thinking was more that you know, the, the Martians are you know getting on with all these missions and bits. And they don't want people looking through a telescope and going, "What are those Martians up to?" They just go, "There are no Martians." Full Mars about. in the way. Yeah, possibly. Lucky charms. Lucky charms. Um, potentially. I, I mean, we we do need to raise the question again of the basketball shoes. Yeah, because, the Martians. Because we know, I know this is jumping ahead, but we know that Marvin ends up on our side. Yes, but I think at that point we're talking about uh, a, another group of aliens, probably from far deeper space. And yeah. at that point it becomes our solar system versus so so do you think like do you think that basketball is a universal sport um and it is the sport most played like you know how like you know on our planet it unfortunately seems to be football um is the universal it's unfortunate um but do you think there is a universal sport that we actually don't know of yet where every planet has a version of it. it Well, I mean, like, we know that they come and challenge the Earth to basketball, right? Yeah. Specifically. So, and they're not even from the solar system. No, exactly. So basketball has to be a universal... In some form. Like, yeah. there might be, like, different rules to an extent, but, but the premise oh, slightly, of yeah. go over there, put ball in hoop remains. And have comfy trainers. And, and but, vests. So, like... There's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the look is there. I mean, the difference, I think, is that like this is clearly their military uniform on Mars, which also has a lot of like Roman to it, and we've it never is very Roman. We've never really seen much Roman, if any, like Roman Empire stuff in the Tooniverse. But I wonder if mm, they're no, la- not outside of experiences. Yeah, but I wonder if the last time the Martians came to Earth to do a bit was was that was in Roman times, yeah, and like- their influence carried over. Yeah, possibly. And then they go, okay, see you, see you in a couple of thousand years. So Caesar was a Martian in their world. Well, I think there was just think? definitely Martian influence. Okay. Uh, are we sure not? Like we're not. I mean, they end could up just down be... the route of pyramids are built by aliens. Are we going to end up down that route? We might do. All right. Cool. Good. To I know. don't know, but like that, I just find it odd. Like it's either. The Martians were heavily influenced by the Roman Empire, or the Roman Empire was heavily influenced by the Martian Empire. Ah, uh, do you think it could be? And the be fact a t- that Martians have flying saucers and disintegrating ray guns suggests that they're probably the more advanced, and as a result, it's Roman but they, Empire. Ah, but was. They had Acme. 
ray guns. Yeah, I was going to ask about that as well. Acme disintegrating gun. Like in our world, Acme is a was like a, a British company. Yeah, but in the thing is, is their Ac- world is Acme uh, like is over it, the whole solar system? Yeah, like I mean, or maybe Acme is a is a Mars company and they just send some of the lesser stuff. To yeah. Earth. Do you think they like they sort of seed it? They go. They're not ready for the the, the big, big guns. Stuff yet. Yeah. yeah, like, but give who's who's give doing them that? this? Give them this springy boxing glove. Like, 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 who's who's doing that? If they're also putting lucky charms in the way of all the telescopes, because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually it. It doesn't actually need to be like scattered all over space. They just need to be in front of telescopes. Realistically, yeah, it's possible. It's possible that actually bugs hooked onto those things just in front of all the observatories. Yeah, they just talk, they're just in geostationary orbit. Yeah, because if you look up to the night sky, you can't look at Mars and go, Because we to? don't know what universal uh, astrologists have... Uh, astronomists, not astrologists. No. It's they probably haven't discovered anything, Astro- just like the astrologers here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> astronomists uh, have discovered about the solar system. Because yeah. it could be, fuck all, they might yeah. just think that's where Jupiter is, because it's directly in front of their telescope. Yeah. And every telescope can see the exact same layout. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, we, we agree. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it there. is right there. It is right in front of our telescope as well. So, <laughs> you may be. It must be in front of yours because it's in front of mine and is. It is. But then, I don't know. I don't know how, like, in the sort of 40s and 50s, I don't know how many, like, full on, like, well, fanciful is, observatories like, there are. Like, like we know we're going to get a lot more Marvin coming in soon. Yeah, and I think so. A lot more. I think we're going to start going to be able to start answering a lot of these questions. But also, at least one guy, I Frisby, has seen that it's not fault with his equipment. No, it, like Bugs yeah. was right there with flying saucer. Yeah, and a bunch but of stuff. he he went. He went do lally. Yeah, he went off the rails, and no one's going to believe him now. It's going to be a while before anyone Manchester anyone goes. Down, oh God, I Frisby was right. Yeah, but yeah, again, I don't know. Just more more trouble than it was worth. That episode. Yeah, just yeah. like so, we generally think there's some sort of obfuscation of stuff going on in space in front of any major observatory on Earth. Yes. Uh, so the that Martians and other spacefaring folk can get uh, get on with their business without being bothered by all the idiots Pesky on humans, Earth. Yeah. Do you think that Earth is like? Because why, why, why would they want to bring Earthlings back to Mars? Like, is it part of a? Are we part of an experiment? I mean, potentially. Like, like maybe they're just trying to kind of see how far, like, they've evolved. Because that, like, it's very possible that the Earth in the universe things are evolving in ways that they've never seen before. Because they, they you know, they, there's so many things, sentient, inanimate objects. Uh, is happening and yeah. it's like is that unique to earth or is well, maybe that happening it's, maybe all it's over? just for a zoo or something like i mean it who could knows be. it could be but yeah it's all I kinds mean, that could be going wrong, on they picked the wrong one and we still haven't been to we still haven't been to mars yet have we we haven't no like i have an image in my head of what mars looks like in the universe yeah uh like i vaguely remember like it has a lot of like long colorful walkways and it's uh, the background's completely black yes uh, I, I i just had that because i'm sure that's where mark i'm Marvin sure daffy lives. goes there at some point yeah i think so duck dodgers maybe duck dodgers in the 22 and a half, half century, century or yeah. whatever it's called but that 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 can't be far off that's it because they're all talking about buck rogers now he mentions buck rogers he name checks true, him yeah. so like can't be far off some duck dodgers action no. which is pleasing to me yeah i know i'm looking forward to duck dodgers but yeah uh ultimately yeah 
we get a broad the broad strokes of what we think might be happening but no solid answers but there are some fake planets and stars and things knocking about up yeah, there yeah definitely just to give just to give people some... who are snooping something to look at <laughs> yeah just a distraction and it's potentially uh funded by leprechauns potentially or at least they might be involved yeah maybe they've got a factory yeah that's just probably in that big castle yeah and at some point they're going to end up in this world in a cereal box <laughs> yeah i mean imagine so <laughs> because like i don't know if they if leprechauns can make like rainbows and yeah. shit then you know they can make cereal they can make a cereal uh a high sugar and fructose corn syrup cereal. Mm-mm. Oh, get it in Everything you. Everything the body needs. <laughs> uh, let's move on then to something a bit more grounded in reality, although not massively. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's a Sylvester, Tweety, Granny and Hector number. Oh. So it's all earthly, at least, uh, except yeah, for Tweety. but otherworldly. Yeah, like another plane, but not another planet. Yeah. Uh, and see what they're up to. They're all together again, which is upsetting but then the last one was a story so they might have just all been together for this whole time that's true uh we are watching ain't she tweet a sylvester tweety granny and hector number from june 21st 1952 granny's been busy yeah, cloning millions of hectares. There was at least several hundred yeah, hectares. Hector was not in this. No. I don't think anywhere. Like, There's no way you could have picked him out. Well, no, because if this cloning bit's gone on, I presume we're in a clone watch oh, definitely. Si- like, situation. Because yeah. um, she has her backyard full. Yeah, it's chock full. Of hectares. Uh, but we know clone watch is a... a Tweety from the pet shop. That's yeah. kind of odd. Yeah, I was wondering if this is, like, I can't remember what state Tweety wound up in last time, but something must have happened in between that requires, it's like, oh, new Tweety, go out. But Maybe the, maybe the surrogates have got a finite lifespan. Uh, it's possible. The other thing I thought was uh, if they'd gotten, if Hector had, uh, if Sylvester had run away. Yeah. And they need a way to lure Sylvester back in. Right. You put Tweety out in the in the world. Unprotected. Seemingly vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, and then bring Hector into the the trap of your massive army of Hectors. I keep saying Hector instead of Sylvester. You mean Sylvester, yeah. I don't know how the, why this is happening. It's because I saw so many Hectors. Well, that's it. There's a billion Hectors on <laughs> lure the Lure Sylvester into the army of Hectors. Yeah. Which, I mean, was working. But I don't think Sylvester lost a life. No, I don't think so. I think he's becoming more careful, which means yes. I think he's qu- quite low. Uh, I think he is quite low. Because he, he he ducks out of these situations quicker than he used to. Yeah. Like, a lot quicker. Like, and he, he, was- used, he used to fade to the next scene before you saw Hector. Uh, fucking hell. <laughs> You're having a terrible time with this, aren't you, this, I've just got this image of this, just, uh, this, you know, when they open the gate Hector, and there's Hector, just tons of them just staring Hector, straight Hector, at you. Yeah. Yeah, I so don't know. Sylvester is the cat, Hector is the dog. <laughs> I'm going to write that on my arm. Yeah, you should get a tattooed on you. <laughs> yeah, I know Sylvester the is the cat. Got it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, it's been I mean, a long like, time. Like, like, like the general plot is that Sylvester, which is the cat, um, is staring at Tweety, which is the bird, in a pet shop uh, window. Which is a building. Which is a building. And there is a mouse, which is a mouse. Yeah. Um, 
and they are teasing Sylvester, which is the cat, and then a, um, Sylvester, who was the cat, decides <laughs> to throw a brick, which is a brick, through the window, which is made of glass. Uh, and before he can, Copper Leg Man, who yeah, was a leg, a leg man, person, <laughs> comes up behind him. And as he throws the brick, Sylvester, who was the cat, turns around, goes, uh-oh, and then runs in front, front of the glass window uh, and just gets the solid brick into his cat face. Okay, we're going to have to stop this, otherwise the episode's going to get very long. I know, but I'm thinking if I say cat enough, you're going to go, oh, yeah, so I just think everyone's a cat now. <laughs> so Tweety the cat. Uh, yeah. So basically, uh, Tweety gets sold um, and is delivered to the house. Sylvester jumps into the delivery van and finds the house that Tweety's being delivered to. But there is a lot of hectares. Yeah, I, I wasn't yard. exaggerating when I said, like, there's a couple of hundred. Easy. Like, Literally, it's, it's it fills the screen. Yeah. And uh, it's basically just Sylvester trying to get in. He's trying to devise many different ways to get in, and he never does. Now, my question is this. So back at, like, way back when, uh, basically, when we, uh, quite early on in the Clone Watch situation, uh, that we found out that the president of Cinecolor had taken very ill. Yes. Uh and had been ill for most of the duration of the uh, the Hector clone situation. Yep. Uh, Daffy uh, made him like use the magic of comedy to bring, bring him, him back around. Yeah. Bring him back around. Uh, and since then, we've seen a, a quite a heavy decrease in the amount of new Hector clones. Um, but suddenly, there's yeah. tons here. So what what in recent times has has presumably Granny been able to do to get get Cinecolor well, I mean, back, is, is back we, on the Hector clone. Well, I don't think it's necessarily Cinecolor that are doing it because we know that Granny had uh, top level access. Yeah, at points. So I reckon she's managed to get a hold of the cloning technology, and she is now just doing it herself. I don't. Think yeah, it's got I mean, anything we to know do she's Cinecolor. got an engineering background because this isn't Cinecolor. It's not mentioned at all. It's not mentioned at all, which That's means true. it's not Cinecolor. It's just granny she, like, she just has access to that technology yeah, now. She, she can now clone which is harrowing yeah it's worrying because it's possible that she's the one who's actually making the tweety surrogates yeah i was going to say it does it does make sense why tweety took granny to go and set up across across the pond yeah or where, well wherever they are but uh, yeah that is worrying isn't it so granny <laughs> so granny has clone cloning she's technology not anymore maybe she's a full convert yeah maybe but maybe she but then you know, maybe Granny's maybe, the maybe, brain behind this whole organisation. Yeah, but maybe she does just love pets. Yeah, maybe. Because she did say... Because it just oh, makes Granny increasingly pets. valuable to Tweety. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... it's I mean, I don't... The whole dynamic shifting. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel really bad because I'm, I'm pretty sure now that Hector is lost as a friend to Sylvester. Like, it's, it's just... I, I, I feel that may be the case. And you know, and, and it, was, it was it was it was it was a nice friendship for a, it's the short the short time it lasted. But the things that it feels like the end of an era. It feels like you know when we lost Mister Bean. I mean, that was also today. I know. <laughs> it's like it feels the same, man. It feels the same. same. Bean's body dances something fierce, though. I have I'm actually, I have, I have actually, scared. I have actually had to kill the Bean. I mean, post. can you? Can you? It's like a zombie kill, though. Yeah, I just had to lie down his. It wasn't a headshot, though, because it's headshot somewhere else. Because he was clacking away, so he was. it's he's not completely lifeless, and I don't know if that's better or worse. 
I think it's worse. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm holding his head. Yeah. Which is horrible. Look at him. Look at him go. I don't want to. <laughs> um, yeah. So a bit of an odd episode, but yeah. I mean, I, but I think the main li- the, like the main take home is that Granny's got an army of hectares. Hectares. Yeah. Like Granny can now clone, and they're easily controlled as well. Like they they, they don't like they're, they're all over the shop. But like she like she could get in through the gate fighting against two hundred dogs. Yeah. Uh, and they all go to sleep. And you, it can easily be woken up and basically yeah. set on Sylvester. Do you reckon maybe they're trying to get some Sylvester DNA to start cloning Sylvester? I don't think... I, I don't know, because I think they're, they must be worried at this point, because Sylvester's tenacity in his... Oh, he's dogged. He's dogged. Like, and, 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 he, and he was dogged. <laughs> he was dogged. Several times today. But they've got to be worried that would come through in clones and they'd be shooting yeah. themselves in the foot. Um, but yeah, Army of Hectors, scary stuff. Yep. Uh, also, uh, Tweety at one point supplies them with various uh, tools uh, and so we've got to presume they can they can use basic weaponry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really the take home and I don't think we need to, I don't think we need to look much further into it. Like, that's no, because just I a think fact the, we yeah, have. I think the closer we look, the scarier it's going to get. Yeah, don't look directly into the 200 hectares. No, you'll lose your marbles. Yeah. Now, uh, as ever, we'd like to leave on a song. There wasn't yep. a much overarching theme through everything. It was a bit disparate. It was like, oh, do we want dog songs? Do we want space songs? Yeah, what um, do we do? But we realised uh, with the with a Wiley episode uh, and a space episode and Sylvester using a rocket to get over the fence in this last episode, there are rockets in every episode. Every single episode. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I think we found a juicy number for you. As ever, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, please, if you listen on iTunes, leave us a review and a rating or wherever you listen to podcasts, yep. but especially if you listen on iTunes because it really helps out our visibility. Otherwise, just tell people because we don't advertise the show. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's you telling people that really is, is, is what gets it out there. Uh, and, you know, the more the merrier on this on this ride. Yeah, if you're a popular artist um, singing songs and things like that, uh, write a song about how awesome our podcast is and then sell it. And sing that a lot. And also, everyone, we've got to mention last episode, tell LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Help us help LeBron. Help us help LeBron. This is what it's all about. We've got to help LeBron now. Yeah, it's like that's, that's, we don't want a, like the first Space Jam clearly didn't take. Otherwise, there wouldn't be the second documentary, Space Jam 2. So, like, we need to, we need to, Get to LeBron. It's urgent. Yep. Please, help he needs us. our help. Uh, until then, uh, you know, thanks for listening, and uh, we uh, are going to leave you with. Uh, I think we can <laughs> all appreciate the finest version of the song "Rocket Man" ever recorded. Uh, it's Shatner in it, it's, obviously. It's, it's Shatner. Shatner, obviously. So you can enjoy that. Uh, I guarantee. Like when we uh, recorded this, uh, it's much weirder to uh, just listen to it than watch the video. <laughs> so uh, enjoy Shatner's uh, beautiful rendition of the song Rocket Man. And until next week, have a good one and we'll see you then. Bye! Pack my bags. Last night, pre-flight. Zero hour. 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high. As a kite by then.
miss the earth so much. I miss my wife.